Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the door. Stay, 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 stay clear of the door. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, episode 157, and I think that might be our very first earliest entry for Zoe, letting us know she's here too. I am your host, still part of the Captain Pucciera, Landon the Dazdone, uh, but I'm joined by my friend and yours, it's Papa Monorail himself, Justin Monorail. Jay, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. Hello, Monorail family. It's good to be back, and I want to wish a peaceful Memorial Day to you all, because today's yes. Memorial Day. <laughs> Happy Memorial. Hopefully you were able to enjoy your long weekend, but also remember why we get that long weekend. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yesterday, Samantha Monorail and I were actually at Hollywood Studios. As we were lined up for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, we had a veteran that was standing in line behind us. He had actually, he was a submariner, um, to be oh, specific. Wow. And he served during uh, the Gulf War. And we were talking with him a little bit, and he and his wife were explaining how it's a little odd when people say Happy Memorial Day because it's not really mm -hmm. a happy day. No, no, it's a, it's a day you you're supposed to reflect and 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 remember those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. But yeah, I I I I, I think I get that sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to come up with a better way to say it, and that's why I came up with a peaceful Memorial Day to you all. Um, and I and I I do want to say I appreciate those who have served and. It is time that we, you know, take a moment, take a little step back and just think about um, who we should be grateful for, for all of the, the freedoms that we get to enjoy today, and uh, especially those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. So thanks to all of you who served, and, and a very special thank you to those who have family members who maybe passed away um, in, in service. Yes, well said. And uh, I echo those sentiments as well. Uh, so hard pivot. We're going to talk about Walt Disney World. And well, <laughs> at the top of the show, we're going to talk about that other park across the street and how Universal Studios has pretty much abandoned all masking uh, policies. And we have to ask the question, how long will it be until uh, Disney answers suit? Jay, did this uh, news surprise you? I'm not going to say it surprised me. I actually was somewhat surprised when Universal announced that they were no longer requiring masks outdoors at the resort. I was surprised they didn't just go ahead and say masks were optional across the board. Um, it it was kind of, I guess since they didn't take that step, it was a little bit of a surprise that it was just like, what, a week later that they, <laughs> that they decided? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, now um, masks are just optional indoors, outdoors. Um, People can wear them, but it's just no longer required. The biggest thing that really surprised me was 
if if we followed the news how Disney has taken the steps to kind of roll back their protocols, it kind of seems like when Universal takes a step, Disney reacts quickly and sometimes under the cover of darkness um, <laughs> to, to maybe not call as much attention to it. Uh, Universal tends to just plaster it out there. They like they want the news out there, but Disney's like, yeah, we made this change, but we'll tell you all about it in the morning. Um, <laughs> Literally under the cover of darkness. Yeah. So going to the parks this weekend, I expected that maybe there would be new signage or maybe the, the cast members would be telling us as we were going into attractions or shops or restaurants that masks were optional. That wasn't the case. Uh, Disney's still sticking with the mask requirement indoors and on attractions. And once you get like um, into the main part of the queue. Um, so that that was the, a surprise to me, but maybe not that Universal is making this change already. I, I'm interested to see how Disney, how soon Disney will react. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, Disney will definitely react to this. I mean, uh, we, even though we jokingly call it, you know, the, the theme park that shall not be named or, you know, the theme park across the road, this is Disney's main competition. So if one is doing it, the other one's going to do it as well. Now, we do want to clarify this is for fully vaccinated uh, guests, but there isn't really like a way that they can check on that i mean if they ask you and they have to take you at your word and yeah. no we're not gonna violate any hipaa violations or anything like that settle down um but in a statement uh spokesman for universal said based on new guidelines from the cdc face coverings will no longer be required indoors or outdoors for fully vaccinated guests at the universal orlando resort beginning saturday may 29th so uh yeah uh this really kind of i mean like like the I'm, I'm receiving this as good news that, that we might be able to get back to normal. I, I mean, if, if you do want to continue wear, wear a mask, do so. Like, it, it, it's not going to hurt. And uh, continue to be safe. But uh, I, I feel like this is a step in the right direction. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I mean, as many have pointed out, at some point we have to start taking these steps where we mm -hmm. do start rolling back the restrictions and we have to try to start getting back to normal um, my personal preference, and some people maybe would just say I'm overly cautious, would have just been that we waited maybe three to four weeks after everyone was eligible in the U.S. to get the vaccine. Um, and we still haven't quite gotten to that point yet because I think it's still 12 and up getting the mm -hmm. vaccine. Yes. So my main concern is is for people who can't speak for themselves, right? So yeah. uh, it's for the children. And I know that children tend to be less... Um, susceptible to getting the vaccine or getting the uh, virus and if they get it it's usually not as bad but there are cases where it is and mm -hmm. I, and i know that i'm just i'm just being like overly careful and maybe people would just say you know that i'm kind of like a little too cautious on this and that's fine but i like i said when we first started talking about the changes to the mask com uh the mask requirements and, and protocol changes I said, just as I did when they first implemented all the protocols, if you don't feel comfortable going to the parks, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. And I still feel that way um, now that we're going to the other side of it. If you don't feel comfortable with relaxed restrictions, you don't have to go. The only problem that I see is for people who either A, can't get vaccinated for some medical reason, and I realize that population is probably small, but it does exist, mm -hmm. and then for kids because... Kids don't get to make the choice whether they go to the parks or not for themselves. They don't get to make the choice whether their parents are going to ask them to wear a mask or not. And you, when you're in the parks, people, you can't control how people act around you. So 
you can do your best to be safe, stay away, socially distance, do that sort of thing if you're not vaccinated and, and that sort of thing, but you can't control every variable. So caution is where I like to err on. That's the side I like to err on. I just want people to be safe. I just want people mm-hmm. to be healthy. And, um, and that's really my main concern. And, and I get that. I think everything you laid out is fair. Um, and, and me personally, I feel more comfortable with this because I did uh, spend part of my vacation a couple weeks ago without a mask, walking around in public without that mask on because I've had both my Fauci ouchies. So I am fully vaccinated and just being able to experience that and uh, knock on wood, uh, I haven't developed any crazy symptoms or anything like that. That does make me feel more comfortable. But yeah, like Jay said, if you still don't feel comfortable, don't go to the parks. And, that, and that's that's not us being rude or standoffish or hot takey. That's 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 just the reality that we live in. And and there are a lot of people who have probably said it more eloquently than what I have and, and what you have today. But I, I just and, and you can look at this from all different sides, um, whether we like it or not. The, the virus is still a very real thing. Luckily in America, we've we've had access to vaccines that other countries haven't had access to, and um, you know you look in other parts of the world, and it's still they're still in kind of the worst of this thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So we should be grateful for the fact that we are in a different place. Uh, I think Orange County just announced this past week in Orlando that um, they've gotten below that five percent mark of new cases. I think on a on like a I think it's a daily basis. I don't. I'm not. Don't quote me. I just know it was some 5% demarcator that they said once they got below um, that new case percentage that they basically would, would start to feel comfortable fully opening. That's great. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. very happy that, that that's true for locals. But as we know, people are traveling from all over the country to come here. So um, anyways, it's it's good. I think we look at it as positive. I think that we, we have to say if you feel that, you know, you want to be more cautious then you take those extra steps or you just you know wait a little while longer before you return to the parks and people just have to do what they feel comfortable with but try as we always say be kind to each other try your best to take others into consideration as you're making your choices and you know and and let's let's keep trying to move forward in a positive direction so that we can eventually just squash this darn thing Mm -hmm. that's the goal that is the goal (laughs) <laughs> and when we're done, I'll hey. go, go! Like no, that. just like that? Yes. I waved my okay. arms in the air like Kermit. You guys couldn't see it, but I did it. <laughs> well, I, I look forward to squashing this virus, if only for that uh, prize we get at the end of the road. But uh, but speaking of prizes, you were able to head to the parks uh, last couple of days and experience some prizes, so to speak, some uh, first-time experiences, particularly in the culinary world. It's true. Uh Got to go to two restaurants that I'd never been to before, both of them in Epcot. Um, I actually, on Tuesday of last week, got to take the grandparent monorails to Epcot for the first time in maybe 20 years. Wow. It's Yeah, it's been a very, very long time since they've been to the parks. So I was really excited to be able to do that. They'll actually be uh, packing up and heading back to Tennessee in a couple of weeks. So this was kind of something I wanted to do before they head out. Um, they were very excited to get back down there. It's funny, my dad still has, I think still, two days left on a park hopper ticket that he purchased probably 30 years ago, back in the day when they used to sell the tickets that don't expire. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and so wow. <laughs> the, the cool thing about it was 
we took him to Animal Kingdom a couple years ago um, with that ticket, and what they did was they converted it to a ticket on My Disney Experience and made it to where he had, I think it was a five-day park hopper, and they gave him until the year 2030 to use those wow. five days. Yeah. So That's nuts. So pretty cool. So we got to use another one of those days. Uh, purchased a ticket for my mom. It was a Mother's Day present. And, uh, and we took them to the parks. Now, considering it's been 20 years since they've been there, a lot has changed in the parks, but a lot has changed for them as well, um, <laughs> which means they're maybe not as mobile as they used to be, and it's a little bit harder to get around. So we did end up renting an ECV for my mom, and the funny thing was years and years ago we actually had to do this because my mom had had, I think it was like she had had back surgery not that long before we went, so she had to have an ECV at that time. And this thing, I don't know if it was souped up or what, but it was way too fast for her skill level. <laughs> and so people were like diving out of the way and she was running down old ladies and small children like throughout the park the whole time she was there. This time they must have seen her coming. They gave her the absolute slowest one I think I've ever seen um, in my life. So, but that was fine because, you know, my dad decided to walk with his cane and since he was walking a little slower, we were able... <laughs> There were there were two options. One option was turn it down to where it was actually slow enough my dad could walk circles around it, or <laughs> crank it up to where it was going just like a hair too fast, and so my mom would like get distance on him and start to like um, get away from us. So there Perfect. Was no in between, no in between <laughs> setting. Um, but it was so nice to get them back down there. Um, one thing my dad had said when we were planning it was he just really wanted to ride. Uh, the Epcot ball. I, can't, I think he was just calling it the golf ball. He really wanted to ride the golf <laughs> ball again. And um, I, so that was one priority we had. But otherwise, they just really wanted to go around World Showcase. That was always my mom's favorite thing to do in the parks. Um, go around, you know, mostly do the shopping, but also eating, drinking, you know, just enjoying mm -hmm. um, all, all that World Showcase has to offer. So... Basically, I just made that the, the priority list. We'll do Spaceship Earth, and then we'll go do a tour around the countries. We'll have some dinner. We'll call it a day. Um, and anything else was going to be like gravy on top. So the only concern I had was both my dad and mom would have issues if they had to stand in line for a long time or walk like a long distance in the, in the queue for a ride. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go to Guest Relations after we got there and see about getting them a DAS pass which i think is disability assistance services i think is what it stands for if you look at the walt disney world website essentially what it tells you about this pass is on the day you go to the parks um, it's just the first day you visit the parks so you don't have to do it like every day if you're there for a long trip you go to guest relations you talk to one of the cast members and let them know what your situation is if the problem is that you are someone with a um a disability that doesn't allow you to stand in line for a very long time or walk a long distance that's reason enough for them to give you the uh, DAS pass and then they don't they say their policy is not to ask questions not to hassle you about it because really this is about making the day as pleasant for you as possible and also you get into HIPAA things like you mentioned earlier mm -hmm. you yeah. know, they can't really ask a lot of questions or and, and they don't ask you to provide documentation but I've heard that it isn't super easy in any ways to get a DAS pass. So it, 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 the, the information kind of contradicts what they say on the website versus what I was hearing from other people who've tried to go through this process. So we go to guest relations and talk to a very friendly cast member 
and I explained that, you know, what we would like to do, and at this time my mom had her cart, my dad was in there uh, standing beside her with his cane, and I said, um, what we'd like to do is, is get a DAS pass because there's a couple things we wanted to ride, and we were concerned because if there was a long line, my mom wouldn't be able to stand very long or walk long distance, and we just wanted to, and we weren't trying to go ride Test Track or Mission Space or, you know, <laughs> nothing like that. Um, like, I, sorry, just just the mental <laughs> image of, of your mom uh, on test track kind of cracks me up. <laughs> well, the funny thing was, he, so, uh, yeah, I, once once we went through all this, essentially, the, the end of it was, in, if we were to get a pass, my mom would have to ride whatever ride it was that we got, like, a, a return <laughs> time for. She had to. It, it couldn't be, like, she got tickets and then we all went and rode but she didn't like they were like no she'll have to ride and then the rest of you will check in so i was like all right mom you're gonna have to ride test track roll them dice <laughs> here we go <laughs> so uh, so i did make that joke but no i just told him you know i said well after i explained the the concerns about the lines and everything and he he said well the good news is that the rides that you want to do uh, they shouldn't have a long wait. They don't, you know, all of them, you can actually ride the your electric cart to um, the ride vehicle. And as long as you can transfer into the ride vehicle, you should be okay. He mentioned that on Three Caballeros, they do have the um, ha handicap accessible boats, but there's only a couple of those, so it might make the line longer for us if we wanted to do that. But if she could transfer onto a regular boat, it would be faster. Mm -hmm. Um but he was like, so it, it should be okay. And so I got the impression we were not going to get this DAS pass. Yeah, I was going to say, well, when you frame the story, well, the good news is yeah. there's generally bad news after that. Yes, exactly. So I was like, okay. And I mean, I wasn't going to hassle him. I realized they have to make sure people aren't abusing the system. Mm -hmm. 100%. You yeah. know, and, and I felt like, well, having my mom and dad standing there and sitting there was probably evidence enough that it's not just me <laughs> trying to game the system, but whatever. I'm not going to argue. Yeah, you, you like look at them. They're old. Yeah, you can look They're and old. see. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but then he said, "Well, what about this gentleman right here? What's what? What is his story?" And he was talking about my dad. And I said, "Oh, well, I said, you know, he feels like he can walk and he'll be okay as long as we don't have to, you know, if there's places we can take breaks and um, we can kind of take it slow, he'll be okay." And he kind of thought about it for a second. And he was like. Considering they both have some mobility issues, I'm going to go ahead and set you up with this pass today. Um, he said, but he, this was the thing he told me. He said, but just to let you know the background, this DAS pass is actually meant for children who have cognitive disorders. So huh. he said it's really intended for kids who have like autism and can't be like the line is going to be too much for them mm -hmm. and like that sort of thing. And I was thinking... I get that, but also, is it not for people who can't walk? Like, I don't, it's a little strange, and it, again, it feels contradictory for them to say on the website, we don't ask questions, and it even explicitly says, if you can't stand in line or walk long distances, you can come get this. So, it feels like a little extreme gatekeeping to go in them and them not only say that like initially he felt like he wasn't going to give it to us but then to tell us well just so you know i'm kind of making an exception for you all i don't know it, that, that to me was, that is that that is a touch weird yeah it, it was just odd like again i'm not trying to 
I wouldn't encourage anyone to game the system here. I'm no. not I'm not trying to tell you all how to like backdoor get fast passes when fast passes don't exist. Yeah, that's that's gonna be on a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> I'm just simply saying it was odd. Um, and if the pass is truly intended to help people who have disabilities without asking questions, why put people through the ringer? Yeah, yeah, that that, that it, I don't think you were wrong for thinking that was a little odd. So but we did get it, and here's how it works. They take the picture of the person who they're actually granting the pass to, and when you want to ride a ride, you go to the front, talk to a cast member that's like usually right at the front of the main entrance of the ride. You tell them that you want a DAS pass. They'll scan the magic band of the person, first the person who has the pass, and then the other party members who want um, the, the ticket, I guess, and they, they will issue you issue you a return time. So it's basically like a virtual wait. You just leave. Or, okay. or, or like paper fast pass, like paper fast pass used to be. Um, so then you leave, and then you come back whenever your time is. The good news for people who have this is if you get caught up doing something else, you from the time your pass becomes eligible for you to return to the ride, there's no window of time that you have to be back. It's like you're, you can come back now, and you can come back any time after this. The caveat is you can't get another pass another disability pass until you use that one hmm okay yeah so you can't just go around and get passes for everything and then everything just like, yeah yeah and be like, right, i'm gonna ride everything in the span of 90 minutes right no you mm -hmm. can't do that you get one at a time and then you have to wait for your return time and then you have as much time as you want to get back after that return time comes and then what they'll do is they usually send you through the fast pass line or in in the case of spaceship earth you actually go in the exit you may have seen people who have either ridden um, wheelchairs or, or walked up the exit path and gotten on where people are getting off. Hmm. Um, those are people with the DAS pass. So, I, hmm. I, I might have noticed that, but I never would have put that together. Yeah, so, I, hmm. I don't know that I always knew that's what it was, but that is that is what's happening. And that would explain when I was down a couple weeks ago, uh, I saw some people, particularly in Epcot, go up through the fast pass line and like what looked like, okay, they, I'm here for my fast pass and just proceed. Yeah. So maybe that too is what I was seeing. Yes. So people have asked that question during the times of COVID since, since fast pass is gone. Who are these people going up the fast pass line? So it's either they do have that DAS and pass and that's what they're using or some ride broke down and they got like a magical fast pass that they can either use yeah, yeah. for that or anything else. Um, so that's, yeah, okay. yeah, that's what you see. Um, and I know it seems like a lot sometimes cause it does to me too, but you know, who knows, who knows what's happening. They're obviously playing within the rules of whatever Disney's mm -hmm. allowing them to do. So who cares? Um, <laughs> but anyways, so it did work out for us. We were able to ride spaceship earth and that was, that was pretty cool. Um, I got to, <laughs> I got a cool picture that has, I was like in the front and then my, my parents were sitting behind me in the same car. And then the next car, Garrett and McKenna were sitting in that one. And I got a picture that has all five of us in the picture. So that was pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and then we proceeded to go on over to, uh, the world showcase. I actually pretty cool while we were there. Um, Nate from DVC duo happened to be in the park and I got to meet up with him. We shared a margarita in the Mexico <laughs> pavilion. So that was fun. And then he hung out with us for a while as we kind of started our tour. But the main thing that I wanted to get to, I know this is a long preamble, but I, I do feel like the... Well, before you get to that, the main thing I want to ask is what did your parents think of Nate? He's like, oh, look, it's one of Jay's weird podcast friends. <laughs> they really, they liked Nate a lot. He was super nice, super friendly. I mean, of course he is. Like, we know this, <laughs> yeah. we know this about Nate. 
Exactly. Um, but he left a good impression on my parents. They they were impressed with him. So well, well, good, good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, we we went on and. Um, but I, what I was going to say is I do think the information about the DAS is maybe interesting and helpful to people. So in, in case this is something you want to do, if you have any questions about it, feel free to, to send us a message, mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com or on any of the socials, and I'll answer questions you have. I know this was my first time experience with it, but um, I think I can maybe answer a lot of your questions. And if not, I know other people who have used it, so um, I can help you. Um, but that night... We had reservations for dinner at a place I'd never been to, a place I'd always wanted to go to. It was on the list, and we finally were able to do it. I snagged reservations at Garden Grill. Ooh, there we go. Yeah, so as you know, this is a character dining experience. It's one of the few that had continued to actually include characters um, even during the times of COVID, and the main reason is they can put people down in these booths that are kind of on the outside ring. And if you don't know Garden Grill, first of all, it's in the Land Pavilion. And it is a rotating restaurant. So during the course of your meal, if you're there for an hour, you'll make like one full rotation. It's not very fast, but I can tell you it's a little bit, um, (laughs) it's a little unsettling at first. Like it is weird because you're looking at your table and it's moving at a speed enough that you can, you can tell you're moving, but only in your periphery. It's a little weird. Mm. Anyway, um, and the, the booths, the way they're situated is like the horseshoe is pointed out the direction like facing outward on the outside of the circle so you so you're looking towards the area that's moving um so it's weird but anyways the characters will come out on like the upper part of the ring and they look at you like over the wall (laughs) 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 and you can take see i I would be more bugged out by that than the actual moving (laughs) uh, rotating platform be like oh cool mickey and goofy are over here and they're just looking down at yeah us. they do and they they will surprise you too they kind of come out of nowhere and they pop up over the wall like hello <laughs> 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 you got to be ready for it because they actually they kind of move through pretty quickly since you can't get like autographs and it's really just a social distance kind of selfie they'll interact with kids a little bit but they kind of move through quick um and the characters you get to meet are chip dale mickey and pluto those are the four that they have i don't know if that's always what it is but that's what it is right now I believe that's always what it's been, and they're they're rocking like their farmer get up, right? Mickey for sure was wearing overalls. I I can't remember if anybody else was dressed up. I I think only Mickey was in like his farmer get up. Okay. Yeah, but he was for sure. Um, but yeah, they they make the rounds, and even like we saw them, I think three times while we were there. So like every twenty minutes, they're coming okay. out and making the rounds. Pretty good. Uh, I I wonder what that would be like if if it was in the pre COVID situation where they did go to every table and, you know, you got more interaction if, if yeah. you would have seen them more or less. I bet it would be less frequent. I bet you'd see all of them maybe once, if not like one and a half times, like while you're there, mm. probably. Cause first of all, there'd be more tables. And second, like you said, they're going to be signing autographs, taking pictures, yeah. interacting with kids. So it probably slows it down quite a bit, but um, that was cool. It's a unique kind of character interaction. I'm going to talk about the food. So this is a place where you get a all, like all-you-care-to-eat platter of food. You don't really order the meal. It comes out, and you just get the whole shebang-a-bang. Um, and what it is, you get it, they start you with a, a harvest-inspired garden salad that has like an Italian dressing on it. I thought, <laughs> it was, thought it was pretty good. They do give you some rolls with some butter, which also thought they were pretty good. Maybe, maybe not as good as the Liberty Tree rolls. 
I'm gonna give this to Frank. Frank, Frank hyped up those Liberty Tree rolls to me like it was gonna be the best thing that I've ever had in my life. They're no Cheddar Bay biscuits, <laughs> but they're you know they're pretty good, and maybe they're better than what you get at Garden Grill. Those, I don't know, they were a little dry or something. But um, the platter that you get with the food is kind of—it's almost like a Thanksgiving spread. You get uh, you get turkey with cranberry sauce. You get herb and leek stuffing. You get macaroni and cheese that has goldfish on it. And when they bring it to you, they tell you, Ooh. "Hey, this has goldfish on top." And they tell you every time. Um, <laughs> every time. Yeah. <laughs> so they're really proud of their they're goldfish mac and cheese. Really proud saying. of the goldfish mac and cheese. Okay. All right. You get seasonal veggies, creamy mashed potatoes, and then also you get grilled beef with a chimichurri sauce on it, which is like sliced thin and kind of cooked meaty. It was very good. Actually, I liked that the most. Mm. My parents liked the turkey the most, um, and the macaroni and cheese was probably the third best thing on the plate. And by the way... (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. After all that hype, after all... Hey, it has goldfish on it. It was just third best? Come on. Yeah, because it wasn't Mm-mm. overall. It wasn't great. the 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 goldfish <laughs> improved it. I don't know. Um, that's all I'm gonna say. I do want to say this. They call it herb. Herb. They call it herb and leek stuffing. It's not stuffed in anything. It's dressing. But it is what it is. Uh, we're not starting that fight again. So then you do get dessert included as well, which they had. Uh, uh, it's a berry. It's a strawberry and blueberry shortcake with whipped cream on top. That was very good. Mm. Now, this meal is very, very similar to what you get at Liberty Tree, which is why I made the comparison with the rolls anyway. I would say, pound for pound, Liberty Tree is better. Really? Yes. For a couple reasons. One, the turkey with the gravy, to me, it was done better at Liberty Tree. I remember overall just like, I mean, Sam and I ate two platters of it by ourselves. And I ended up having heartburn for 24 hours. But it was really, really good. And the dessert at Liberty Tree is the sticky toffee pudding, which is, oh my God. It was like, it may be one of the better desserts you can get at a table service restaurant at Disney. It's so good. It's got to be in the top 10, maybe top 5 of desserts you can get. The, the strawberry blueberry shortcake is good, but it's also like, if you've had like a good strawberry shortcake, this is similar. You know, it wasn't like, Mm -hmm. I've never had anything like this before. So that's just my takeaway. But I do want to say that the experience was really cool. I think think this restaurant, um, the Garden Grill, beats Liberty Tree for ambiance because you're in this rotating restaurant. And by the way, once you turn to the backside, you're actually looking into living with the land. Yeah, you are. And you get to see a bunch of the different scenes. Some of them that you may not even realize actually open up into living with the land. Like when you're on the boat ride, you don't you don't notice that the restaurant is actually looking in on things like the desert scene, um, wow. which I don't think I noticed that before. Um, it's very clearly, you can see the restaurant like when you go through the farm, the American farm mm-hmm. scene. Um, but the, let me tell you something really cool about this. There is a, a second story room on that farmhouse that you can look into from the restaurant that you have never seen on living with the land whoa that's awesome yeah pretty cool wow so that to me worth the price of admission <laughs> yeah. it was worth the 54.95 or whatever the family platter cost <laughs> y'all <laughs> yeah 50 55 per adult is what it is and wow. uh, but it is it's all you care to eat it is really good um i do recommend it i i think 
I will at some point we probably need to like rank character dining experiences um, because I think you'd have to stack it up there. I would say with like uh, these sorts of we we also could probably make a category for like these um, all you care to eat type meals like you would get mm -hmm. at Ohana, Liberty Tree, Whispering Canyon, um, and Garden Grill. I'm sure there are others. Uh, the Diamond Horseshoe was another one. Mm -hmm. um, we probably should stack those up at some point. I think this would land somewhere in the middle of those because I would not put it above Diamond Horseshoe or Whispering Canyon. And like I said, Liberty Tree would be above it. It would be like at least fourth under those. Wow, that's that's kind of surprising because Garden Grill, it's like I've never uh, been able to eat there. And I guess on the trip that got canceled due to COVID last year, me and my mom had reservations for breakfast because particularly yeah. when it comes to the Garden Grill, you hear that it just has a killer breakfast. So I'm kind of like, yeah, breakfast and dinner are two different uh, things, but I'm kind of surprised to hear you, you, you would go this, 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 and then Garden Grill. Yeah, but I'm just telling you, the stuff that I'm ranking above it is really good. I mean, you had mm -hmm. you had Diamond Horseshoe. You know how good that oh, was. Oh, yeah, killer. Kill God, that brisket was so good. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's pretty hard to beat all you care to eat uh, barbecue. I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, factually correct. So, and, and Liberty Tree is just like, it's like Liberty Tree's bread and butter having like a Thanksgiving spread. Like, that's exactly what you would expect at that kind of a restaurant. And it's, so, I don't know. Um... I say it's good. I say like the character experience because you've got to give it extra points. You get characters there that you don't get at Liberty Tree. I think that the ambiance is better. I just think the food overall is better at Liberty Tree, which kind of balances it out between the two maybe. Okay. So, yeah. So that was good. So that's one of my reviews for the day. Number two was something that we uh, actually booked last minute yesterday. Sam and I were at Hollywood Studios for the morning. And by the way, if you're not already subscribed to Morning Monorail on YouTube, you better do it because I have now figured out how to live stream from the parks, even though I, you didn't you didn't help me get to a thousand subscribers yet. <laughs> I was going to say, did we did we have a massive spike in subscribers? Unfortunately, <laughs> no. But if people if people want even better quality live streams from uh, from the parks, we need to get up to a thousand. Because one thing I noticed, the audio is a little eh on both of those videos yesterday. Um, but either way, I can do it now. And I'm thinking I'll probably do more of these, like if we're sitting down for a snack or at a restaurant or something, I'm going to get myself a little tripod and I'll have you all experience those meals with us on maybe a live stream on our uh, YouTube. So, uh, and on what, the You're Facebook. not going to do like uh, like you did when we were in AK and just get a, get a uh, screen full of your groin? I'll try not to. I mean, <laughs> that, those aren't the kind of clicks I'm trying to go for. So, Hey, clicks are clicks. I'm, <laughs> I, who am I to judge? <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, I did do that from uh, Galaxy's Edge. I gave you a Ronto Wrap live review from uh, Ronto Roasters, and then I did a little live stream from Ogus where I had a reservation for six and I was the only one there. So, <laughs> so, so when you went to go check in, did they look at you, look at the number, look back at you and just point and laugh? And, well, you know, I thought they would, but here's the deal. I, mean, I should have. I wasn't the original creator of the reservation. Um, who the, the, our, our good friend bartender, Bob made this reservation and he was supposed to be there with his wife. And then it was me and Sam, and I don't know if he had another couple people he was inviting or if it was just like some extra space. But here's the this was a new experience for me because it was a reservation that I didn't make myself. He added us to the reservation on my Disney experience, and I didn't know if I was going to be able to check in once the time came or if I would have to have him do it. But as I found hmm. out, 
As long as you are on the reservation in my Disney experience, you can indeed check in even though you didn't make the reservation. So I was able to check in. I put in my phone. So what you have to do, there's a box you can check to say send me text messages when uh, the table's ready. You check that box. You have to put your phone number in. I put my phone number. So I did get the notification to my phone. The table was ready. Oh, and during the check-in process, it asks you all these questions on the app. How many people? Are you celebrating anything? Any allergies? That sort of thing. I just are put, you a robot? Yeah. I just <laughs> click put, all squares where, where you know there are stop signs. Yeah. I hate those capture things. Me too. Oh. According to that, I am a robot because I never. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, and it, who would have thought something that stupid and simple would give me so much anxiety? It's like, well, I mean, it's kind of in this picture. So do I click it? I don't want to do it wrong. Oh, God. I, I, I just timed out of my cart. What's yeah, going on? Exactly. Why are we here? <laughs> So, once I was able to convince that I wasn't a robot, um, <laughs> I did click the, you know, it says how many in your party, what's the party makeup? So it's got adults, children, right? I just did one adult and put submit. One out of six. <laughs> no problems. It just, okay. So I guess at that point it tells them, by the way, this idiot had a reservation for six and it's only one. So release that into the wild, if you will. Um, and then they, when they, the only issue was... When I got the notification on my phone that the table was ready, I went to check in with a cast member and they asked me my name. I had to tell them Bob's name. So, mm. so for the day, I was Bartender Bob. <laughs> at least while I was at Oga's. Um, they sat me at the bar and this is maybe the only... Actually, this is the first time I've been put at the bar and got to sit in a bar stool at Oga's. That was pretty nice. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. When, uh, when me and Frank were in uh, Oga's on that Thursday, we were at the bar, but we also were able to sit. So that was that was nice. It is a nice change. That was yeah, totally definitely. different than what we did. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. They, <laughs> opening day. Of course, they they were squeezing everybody oh. in there. So, I mean, like, like it, was, it was wall to wall humor. Yeah, good thing the fire marshal didn't show up that day. <laughs> What's in space? He has no jurisdiction, Tommy. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Rules might be different in space. Um, so anyway, I did that. But then um, Sam was able to join me a little later in the day. We did a couple rides, and then we just decided to see if we could make a dinner reservation. And I was able to snag Chefs de France at the last minute, mm. which was great because that meant we got to ride the Skyliner. And I love a Skyliner ride. Um, and this would be the first time I'm actually successfully going to go to Chefs de France after I've made a reservation for it, because I'm pretty sure this is the fourth time I've made a reservation for Chefs de France and had to cancel all the other three. So wow, like like you you would have figured after after the third and be like, it's just it's yeah, just it's not just, meant to be. Yeah, it's not meant to be. Or they right? would have said like, if I, when I was making the reservation, they would have been like, really? Are you sure? Are you really going to come here today? Because fool us once, shame on us. Yeah. Fool us 9,000 times. No, no, sir. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, but we did. We made it. Um, and if you are unfamiliar with this restaurant, it's in the France Pavilion in World Showcase. And it's the one on the lower level of the building that if you're looking towards the Eiffel Tower, standing in front of the fountain, just to the left, there's a, a restaurant that has windows like all the way around and people are kind of like sunk down a couple feet into the ground you can look in and stare at what they're eating and stuff and make them really uncomfortable <laughs> um that's the restaurant that we went to and i think before covid that their menu was a little more adventurous um a little more french if you will I think they've lightened it up a little bit during the COVID times and made it a little more accessible to everybody. They still have escargot, 
Um, which we didn't have this time. Not because we don't like escargot, because we've had it, and I do like it. It's just, I couldn't pass up the French onion soup. And Sam really wanted to try the charcuterie. So, um, mm -hmm. now what they do, you can order a la carte. So you order um, an appetizer if you want, an entree, and then you can order dessert. You get drinks, all that sort of thing. Or, you can do the uh, prefix meal, which will give you... Every adult gets an appetizer, an entree, a dessert, and a glass of either Chardonnay or Cabernet Sauvignon. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. So uh, we decided to do that. Comparably priced to Garden Grill. It was $54.90, so 10 cents less um, than Garden Grill. Ooh, wow. In your face, Garden Grill. Yeah, essentially. And you, and you got booze. It's not all you care to eat. Uh, so you get a 10 cent discount, but then it, yeah, it, yeah, I know it, it evens out with your one, by the way, the glasses they give you are very small wine glasses. So they're not, they're not losing out much on this deal. Um, so my review charcuterie, you can pass it up. It was fine. What? But it wasn't as good as I would take the baseline charcuterie over this. I would take the wow. I would take the Nomad Lounge charcuterie over this for sure. Um, I would take that's wine, surprising mm. wine bar George charcuterie. I mean, this was just I don't know. It just I was actually when they brought it out, I was like, that's it. That's disappointing to hear. Yeah. Um, however, that French onion soup, oh baby, if you <laughs> if you like French onion soup, I've had it in a lot of different places in Walt Disney World, this this is right up there. I, I It's hard for me to say it's the absolute best. Um, Sam told me that she and Drunk Stormtrooper went to Shula's over at the Swan and Dolphin one night and had the French onion soup there. And it's like, according to Drunk Stormtrooper, the best French onion soup in the world. She said this was right up there with it. Hmm, okay. Yeah, so I'm not going to say it's the best because I feel like I've been using a lot of hyperbole lately. Um, but I will say... Very good. If you're a fan of French onion soup, very, very good. Sam Charcuterie, you can pass it. Mm. I wanted to share this one funny story. Uh, while we were there, this family came in. It was two adults, two kids. So, you know, your standard two and a half kids. Um, and uh, and the parents the parents were looking at the menu, and they they asked, the, our, it was our server that was serving them, and they said, what would you say your signature appetizers are here at Chef's de France? And she said, Definitely the escargot is something that people come and get here. And also the onion soup. And they were like, oh, okay. We'll take the charcuterie. <laughs> what? Was not expecting that answer. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I thought you were going to be like, yeah, uh, bring us some uh, chicken de fingers. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they, that, I don't know. It was a curveball situation, but it was, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, for our entrees. I chose the uh, lemon, white wine and lemon marinated salmon, broiled mm. and served with rice and champagne sauce. It was very good. It's served with uh, some veggies. You get your peas and carrots. You get some rice. The sauce was really good. I like a good salmon, so um, I thought this was very good. They do serve ratatouille there, and we saw someone order it, and let me just tell you, it doesn't look like what you would want it to look like. <laughs> is that good or bad? I wanted it to look like the ratatouille from Ratatouille. Ratatouille. <laughs> it does not. You would think if you would think if anywhere in the world would get that presentation down like yeah. picturesque, it would be here. Yep. Nope. I wanted it to look like what was served to the food critic 
when Remy like really just laid it out there on the line, he's like, this is what we're giving him. Nope, that's not what it looks like. <laughs> so you don't know how it tastes, but it's definitely losing points for presentation. I'm telling you, it just if you <laughs> order it and you're expecting it to look like the Ratatouille from the film Ratatouille, don't. It won't. <laughs> um, but it might be delicious. I don't know. But then, uh, so I ordered the same. Uh, Samantha ordered the filet. And this is a grilled tenderloin of beef, green peppercorn sauce, mashed potatoes, and green beans. And she said, I mean, well, I tried it and it was good, but she said it was delicious. She really enjoyed it. If you're doing the prefix meal as we were, uh, we ordered the two most expensive entrees. Because the filet the filet is, mm-hmm. is $38.99, the salmon's $32.99. So... I mean, I feel like you got to go top shelf if you're doing the... Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if, if you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. Isn't that the phrase? Yeah. I don't know. Well, and funny, uh, strangely enough, um, the charcuterie is the most expensive appetizer. It's fifteen ninety nine. I, I'm just telling you, it's just... I, I don't recommend it. The French onion yeah. soup mm-hmm. The French mm-hmm. onion soup is almost the cheapest of the... So you're kind of balancing it out, I guess, but I don't know. Um, either way, we were both happy with what we got. It was good. For dessert, we had these options. A creme brulee. Ooh. A tart au chocolate valrona. And Sounds then, fancy. Yeah. And then a, a, a fruit salad with mint syrup and madeleine. And I was going to say it. I was going to read the French, but no. It's just... No. It's not happening. <laughs> um... The creme brulee is eleven seventy five. The tarte au chocolat Volrona is twelve seventy five. That's the most expensive dessert. So if you're still trying to get that money's worth, you can go with that most expensive dessert. Um, I did. I got the chocolate tart. Sam got the creme brulee. The creme brulee was delicious. It was really, really good. If you like creme brulee, you know a good creme brulee. To me, it tastes like a like a toasted marshmallow. Like this was. It was like spot on. It was really, really. Was good. it life changing? <laughs> it wasn't life-changing, um, but it was definitely good. I can't remember. I know we talked about the creme brulee at Sunshine Seasons last time. I need to look up, look up how much it is. I think it's probably like, I'm going to say in the neighborhood of like 6 or $7. So this one's a little more expensive, but it's significantly bigger, and it is better. So um, they've got that going for them. The chocolate tart is really good. I will say about the chocolate tart, if... You tend to not really like a really rich dessert. This one is pretty rich. So mm. just be aware of that. Um, a little bit could go a long way, but um, but it's still, it was tasty. And I don't think I made an insert. An insert? I don't think I made a mistake. I read that. I read that. <laughs> it's on the menu. It says, I was reading the chocolate tart. It says chocolate tart, white chocolate mousse, cocoa coolie insert. And that's why I said that. I don't think I made an insert. I don't think I made a mistake by getting Wow. It. <laughs> well, uh, that's that's fantastic to hear that you didn't make an insert or a mistake on your uh, on your choices at Chef de France. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give it? Overall, I would give Chef de France. Factoring in, I've had some really, really good meals in uh, World Showcase. Mmm... I'm going to give this one an an 8. Okay. I don't think it's the best meal I've had in World Showcase, but it's certainly not the worst. Um, 
I, I, I'm maybe lowering it a little bit just because this was expensive compared to... I like Tokyo Dining a lot, and you can get out a lot cheaper there. So if you if you want value, I think maybe that's a little bit better. I'll, when Marrakesh isn't open right now, I think Restaurant Marrakesh is right up there is like one of the best meals you can have in World Showcase. Ah, Beer Garden is so good. Like, Beer Garden to me might be a 10. Wow, okay. I love Beer Garden so much. I know others would disagree because maybe you don't like sausages or kraut or... Um, you know any of that German? It like, smells like a box of farts. <laughs> uh, but but I love that. I love the environment. The experience is so good. Yeah, I think I think an eight. I think so. The upstairs portion of of Chefs de France is Monsieur Paul. It's like a I think it's a little fancier of a restaurant. Um, and oh, I forgot to put Le Cellier on. I would put Le Cellier as a ten for me. Okay. So you know I I wouldn't put it up there, but I think it's. Seven and a half, eight. It's somewhere right in that neighborhood. Still, still, still a strong, respectable score. And uh, going back to Garden Grill, uh, same, same scale, one out of ten. I think Garden Grill's closer to. I'm going to give it a six and a half. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, a little, little higher than I thought you were going to give it. But, but again, I mean, that, that, that's a passing grade. I'm balancing it out with the environment, the ambiance, the character greeting. Um. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. I. Now, if you want the other end of the scare, scale, for me, Coral Reef is like a two, maybe. <laughs> um, I really don't plan on ever going back to that restaurant. So, so, so would you go back to Coral Reef or uh, Pinocchio's uh, Village Hoose? Holy crap. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think maybe I'd go... I to- wish you... You could see the look on his face. He's really struggling hard with this choice of bad food. Oh, this is so fun. There, I think... Oh, God. <laughs> I... I was going to say Coral Reef because at least you get to sit by the, the aquarium and watch the cool fish, even if the food isn't great. Um, but, you know, you're not guaranteed to get a seat right by the tank. You might be further away from it, which is what we were, and that sucked. Um, at least Pinocchio Village Haas, you can kind of control where you sit. So if you want to watch like people on the boats to Small Small World, you can do that. Uh, it's cheaper. Pinocchio Village Haas is cheaper. Um, I'd probably go back to Pinocchio Village Haas before Coral Reef. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, for those reasons. That's funny because I started. If I if I was going to give you a snap answer, it would have been the other way around. All right, well, you, you you put a lot of thought in, in, into that. I, I appreciate the effort. Thanks, man. I try. We're professional podcasters here. We don't just say the first thing that comes to our mind always. Sometimes we do. Oh, speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most of the time I do, and it ends up getting me in trouble. <laughs> but but, uh, but thank you for uh, sharing uh, your restaurant reviews with us. And I really need to stop doing these podcasts <laughs> that are so food heavy on an empty stomach it's because true. I'm starving right now. It's true. <laughs> yep. But I have cleared the way. It is now time for the main event, sir. Yes, making its return after last week because somebody forgot to post it. Wait, that was me. It is Fast Pass. Stand my snack break. Yeah, love that comedy horn dot wave sound. Each week, I'm asking you to rank three similar things in the Walt Disney World. It might be attractions, shows, snacks we've done in the past. And 
you are going to rank them as such. Fast pass, standby, snack break. If you want to fast pass something, this is your top choice and something you definitely do not want to miss out on. If you want to stand by something, it's not your top choice, but it's still something you'd be willing to wait in line for. It's still something you want to experience. And if you want to snack break something, well, you might go grab a snack while your party does this. And on top of that, you'll even watch the purses and the bags. This week, it's kind of building off of a previous conversation we had when we were uh, ranking Walt Disney World transportation, uh, because technically these are boats so we are asking you to rank the boat attractions in epcot we have frozen ever after grand fiesta tour starring the three caballeros and living with the land and uh, per usual this led to uh, quite some consternation in the facebook group and if you want to weigh in on future fast pass stand by snack breaks hit us up on facebook search for the morning monorail family group on facebook jay will probably let you in but he has gone drunk with power ever since we've started this segment uh and you can weigh in and get your opinion read so uh jay you yes, ready i am ready let's do it all right, I believe I'm kicking it off this week with, uh, oh, wait, hold on. Yep, Facebook's going crazy. Live, no. uh, wow, okay. Dang it, Mark Zuckerberg. I, oh my God. <laughs> wow, this is, uh, hmm. and where did it go? Okay, here we go. Where yes, did it go now? Thank you, Facebook, for letting me know. Skipper Bob has uh, updated his status. All right. First up is going to be Adam. He is fast passing living with the land because it's amazing and the queue isn't great to wait in line for. Sure. Okay. Uh, Standby Grand Fiesta Tour starring the three caballeros because the inside of the Mexico building is great and cool to wait in. And he's snack breaking frozen after frozen ever after. It's okay, but it's not Maelstrom, he says. So first of all, I have a comment. <laughs> May I comment? Sure. Comment away, my friend. Okay. People are taking the fast pass standby snack break a little too literally here um, because you weren't. I don't think the question was uh, which one of these do you want to get a fast pass for? I think it's what's your favorite, right? Am I correct <laughs> in saying that? Yeah, that's that, that's generally the whole theming of this. It's it, it's a family friendly version of F Mary Kill. Yeah, so. exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so Adam, that's strike one. Uh, strikes two and three is frozen ever after parentheses. It's okay, but it's not maelstrom. Close parentheses. Didn't want to leave that hanging. Yeah, yeah. Um, correct. It's not maelstrom. <laughs> it's objectively better. Mm. I mean, look. I am a child of 1980s Epcot. I loved maelstrom. I was so sad that they closed it before my kids got to ride it for themselves because I wanted to experience it. I I used to love the fact that it was this ride in Norway. You could always pretty much walk on, and Mm -hmm. it was interesting and cute, and it's a boat ride. I love boat rides. But saying it's better, there is no measurement on the planet that would say Maelstrom is better than Frozen Ever After. And and even, even for people who aren't Frozen fans... I don't know how you could say that. Adam, oh my gosh. I know we read your answer, but I feel like throwing you in the penalty box for that. Wow. wow. You watch yourself because you're, you're walking thin ice. Hey, hey, that, that works with the penalty box and, and Frozen. Yeah, it's like, I get it. Uh, nostalgia is a hell of a drug, and uh, you love to uh, relive stuff in your mind, and, and so, you know, it's going to put it over the top. I have to agree with Jay. Like, like Frozen Ever After is a strictly better ride than Maelstrom. Now, Maelstrom was was 
was a good attraction. I, I, I hated to see it close, but what they replaced it with, I think, is better. And put it like, like, Maelstrom, like, it might be one of those things, if it was still around today, I don't know if people would talk about it so glowingly. Was it a good ride? Yes. Was it this thing, this myth, this legend that it's being built up on, on the internet to be? No, it, it really isn't. Sorry. No. I think it's just people who just want to be like, I'm an Epcot purist or something. They want to play that <laughs> game. And if you want to do that with Horizons or World of Motion, fine. Or original original Figment, original yep. Journey into Imagination. Not Maelstrom. Give me a break. Yeah. Come on. Like, like, like original Figment, way better than, than what we have now. It's like, it's still nice that Figment, my dude, is getting some love, but it's like... I don't think anybody would tell you what we have now is better than what we did have. But it's like, I, Maelstrom was fine. Frozen is a good attraction. It's good. Mm-hmm. I, I personally want to do it every time. If it was a short wait, I would do it every time. Oh, easy. Yes, absolutely. That that, that, that might be the one drawback uh, Frozen has to Maelstrom. You you said Maelstrom was practically a walk-on at all times. Yeah. Like, like, the line to Frozen goes all the way to China right now. Which, by the way as a measurement of popularity means it's a better ride. <laughs> anyway. Though, though, though I will say it's like, and, and uh, we have somebody who mentions this in their answer frozen right now with the, uh, with the screens, the, the plexiglass in between each row, mm. depending on where you're sat, that definitely can uh, impact your enjoyment on the ride. I agree. I'm not, I'm just not factoring that in cause it's a temporary thing, but, <laughs> but yes. I do, I do agree. It changes it for now. All right, let's move on. We got uh, a response from David who says, Fast Pass, three caballeros. Bonus points for being able to chase the attraction with a shot of tequila without even having to leave the pavilion. <laughs> Stand by, living with the land. Who doesn't like an air-conditioned slow boat ride where they at least change up the hidden Mickeys? And then, mm, I yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good point. Snack break, mm. frozen ever after. I'm still mad about my last ride when I was stuck in the last row behind wet plexiglass at the end of the night. Experiencing the ride through a snorkel mask was pretty terrible, and we agree, uh, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, t- I, I feel I you on that, that one. Yeah, and at least that's a better reason than what Adam had. So, <laughs> by the way, Mouse and Moore, the Mouse and Moore, go check out the podcast. We'll give him a plug because we're giving him such a hard time. But come on, man, good job, David. All right, next up we got Lainey. Uh, I believe I really apologize if I mispronounce your name. Uh, Fast Pass, Frozen Ever After. My daughter loves this ride. I think it's okay, but I'm all about keeping her happy, so this is always a must-do. Good dad moving, and this comes from a childless loser like me. Uh, Stand by Grand Fiesta Tour. I love the Mexico Pavilion. It's one of my favorite places in the World Showcase, and who doesn't like the three caballeros, especially now that they're back and they've retired the three cardboard heroes. <laughs> and then Snack Break, Living with the Land. I think it's informative, but I find it boring at times. Could use a refurbishment. I mean, I, I'm a fan of living with the land, but I can kind of yeah. see uh, the point uh, that Lainey is making. I will say, they're kind of always refurbishing it because it's always getting fresh plants. Oh, that's true. In your face, Lainey. <laughs> but I, I get it. I mean, I, yeah, okay. That's that's fair. I'm not going to... Lainey's on, still on the good list, so... I'm not going to take him to task on this one. And like you said, he, he, a good dad putting mm-hmm. Frozen first because of his daughter. That's that's fine with me. Good job. Yeah. Next, we've got Bartender Bob. He says, Fast Pass Living with the Land, even though you rarely need to use a Fast Pass. Bob. <laughs> they have different seasonal looks. This is a ride that will grow on... Oh, my God, Bob. I didn't hey, read you know these. What? I, 
I liked it. I liked it. I'll, I'll go to bat for that. That was good, Bob. <laughs> Thank you. Snack break three caballeros before or after your La Cava experience is a great way to cool off and maybe sober up or let that tequila <laughs> soak in for the start of your journey around the world. And stand by Frozen. The ride is the most exciting out of the three. I just miss Walk on Maelstrom. This is now a ride I'm okay leaving out in the cold. All right, well, that's fine. But, you know, um, it's popular because it's good. It's good because it's popular. One of the two. I don't know. I like this. I, I, I like his answers. Yeah. He's, Leave it out in the cold because it's frozen and, and it's ice and it's cold. Bob with the jokes. Next up is JR. He's fast passing, living with the land because it's a nice way to cool down. And I like the edutainment every now and then. Respect that. Stand by for frozen. It's a pretty fun ride and some cool animatronics. Rip Maelstrom. And then he's snack breaking Grand Fiesta Tour because I think it's one of the few things at Walt Disney World that I haven't ridden. Hoping to change that on our next visit. Hopefully, hopefully you do get to change yeah. that, Jr. Because uh, I, I like me some uh, Grand Fiesta Tour. Yeah, I, yeah, you got to do it. It's and also if you have any kind of like nostalgic appreciation for old Disney. I mean, we talked about it before. Those three Caballero animatronics—they've been around a long time, and uh, they've got a long history. Go back and listen to old M34D to find out where they come from. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, give it a shot, and I think you won't be disappointed because you probably won't have to wait very long. No. Mm -mm. And you can probably follow it up with tequila. So there you go. Amanda is next on the list. She's going to fast pass Frozen. Love Frozen, and the queue is awesome. Stand by Grand Fiesta Tour. It's the cutest, and I'm so happy the animatronics are back. And snack break, yeah. living with the land. It never has a long wait, usually a walk-on. That, yeah, that's true. It's very true. <laughs> um, the only one of these, of the three, that ever has a wait really is Frozen. Um, yeah, yeah. The, honestly, the, you'll, the most time you'll spend in line on Grand Fiesta is waiting in the line to get into the Mexico yeah. Pavilion. Once you're in there, it's like practically a walk-on. Nowadays, that is true for sure. All right, next, uh, next up, we got Bree. Epcot was the last day of our trip, so it felt rushed. I can't wait to be back and do it right. That being said, I would fast pass Frozen Ever After. It was the one thing I really wanted to do uh, that we didn't get to do. Hey, that you missed out on that. Uh, stand by uh, Grand Fiesta Tour and then Snack Break Living with the Land. We actually did do this, and while I loved it, between the three, I would Snack Break it to be able to do the things I hadn't before. Totally get that. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And hopefully on your next trip, you will be able to, uh, you know, not feel so rushed. Yeah, and I think I hope you get the boat ride hat trick next time. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which is uh, if you if you do Grand Fiesta Tour last, they give you a sombrero. And oh, I did not know that. Wow. <laughs> okay. Neat. This is not true. And if they don't give it to you, say you heard it on a podcast. So it must be true because that's how things <laughs> tell work. Them, tell them the mouse and more told you that <laughs> you get a free sombrero. Um. Hey! I also heard that on Dillo's Diz too. It's weird. <laughs> Next up, we've got Michael Matunde. <laughs> I get him every time. Mm. Um, he says, "Going with the correct answer here." Sorry if I'm a heel this week, FYI. Wow! Wow! Fast Showing pass. <laughs> fast pass. Frozen ever after because yes, real men love Frozen. All you Maelstrom lovers need to let it go. Boom. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Bob, Michael's replaced you as the uh, official joke teller of the uh, Morning Monorail family. Yeah, I love it. Stand by Grand Fiesta Tour. Obvious reasons being the music, some representation, and it's so relaxing. Plus, most importantly, wow, AC. <laughs> <laughs> Big selling point on, on hot days in Florida. And then he says, snack break living with the land because as Sam would say, it's boring. 
Um, okay, uh, Michael, I am rescinding your title as the official <laughs> joke teller of the Morning Monorail family. Um, uh, first of all, how dare you? Boring? Mm. Yeah. Mm. That one stings a little bit. Uh, it kind of does balance out that first answer, uh, telling the Maelstrom lovers to let it go. But you know what? Michael gets a pass because he's my buddy. So uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let this one slide this week. But Is Judge Jay going soft now? Just, just in this case because... He's gained some goodwill in the past. Okay, fair enough. I, 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 I don't like the answer, but by God, do I respect it. All right. Uh, next up, we got Nate. He is fast passing, living with the land. Old school edutainment, Mickey-shaped pumpkins, and a nice way to cool off on a hot day. I believe that's our first living with the land fast pass, if I'm uh, not mistaken, right? I don't remember another one. Oh, no, right. uh, well, JR had living with the land. Oh, that's and, right. And the, Bob. The, Okay, all right. Clearly, I'm paying attention to the <laughs> segment I'm hosting. Great job, Landon. Stand by. Grand Fiesta Tour starring the Three Caballeros. I like anything with Donald Duck. Great song, and I love the Three Caballero movie. And finally, Nate is snack-breaking Frozen Ever After. Only a snack break because something has to go there. I like it much more than I expected I would. Sure, I miss Maelstrom, but the attraction messes with how I understand Epcot, but I can uh, see the good in the ride we have. I enjoyed That was this. confusing, and I- this, yeah, was, this was this was this okay, was a politician. Right. This was a politician like answer from Nate, and that's <laughs> it's got to be because he spent so much time in in DC that this is just how he responds to things. But no, I I do appreciate. I think I think that's that's fair. Um, you're right. You, in a list, all three of these are strong, and in a list <laughs> where you've got three good ones, it's hard to pick number three. Um, but you know he's got good reasons for the other two. So good job. I appreciate it. Um, now we've got Keenan, part of our world podcast, weighing in. Fast Pass, Living with the Land. It's a classic and one of my favorite rides in Walt Disney World, a must-do. Standby, Frozen. This was tough and almost made Fast Pass, but the queue is so beautiful and fun, so I don't mind waiting uh, for it as much. And then Snack Break, Grand Fiesta Tour. Don't get me wrong, I love this ride, especially the part that goes through the San Angel Inn and the Small World part, but it's mostly just a <laughs> bunch of screens. I hate to say it, but this ride would benefit from a Coco re-theme. The only thing that needs to stick around is the Caballero's animatronic, which could be moved to be part of the hopefully still upcoming DuckTales scavenger hunt around the world showcase. Have like a hidden spot where they come to life when you complete that clue. Hmm. That's I don't know if I, di- if I if I disagree with him. Yeah. Like, like it, it really does just feel like a matter of time before uh, Coco uh, re-theming happens, right? It's surprising it hasn't happened yet, to mm-hmm. be honest. It's definitely more um, relevant than the Three Caballeros at this point. I, I know there's so many. You're, you know, generations of kids now have gone in and they're like, what is this? Um, mm-hmm. I think if, if Donald wasn't a part of it, I don't think people would have any clue what it was or care uh, yeah. for, for the most yeah. part. You're, uh, you're so, not wrong there. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it works. I, Coco's been out for a long time now. It's like, at the, by the time they do it, it's going to be a, like as like passe as the three heroes. <laughs> they, they need to they need to get on top of this. Um, All right, next up, we, yeah. uh, we got Steffers, not Stephanie. She is fast passing, living with the land, and then her cap lock uh, gets broken. Now, if this was the OG Norway ride, you already know I'd choose that. Thanks, Steffers. Uh, Stand by Frozen and Snack Break three cardboard arrows, but honestly, Frozen beats Donald by not very much, and if I could, I would tie them. Well, Steffers, that's not how this works, but thank you for playing. Ah, Steffers. 
I mean, you know, she's, by the way, I don't know if you've known this about Steffers, but I think that she's become Jen Jr. Um, in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> and uh, this this answer is a straight-up Dillo answer right here. Um, yeah, Steffers, wrong, wrong, wrong podcast. Except I don't think that they love living with the land as much as others, which is kind of a surprise because uh, it's classic Epcot. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, this is, this is very Dillo of you, Steffers. <laughs> I'm just saying. Theme Park Steffers Thursday with Dillo's mm-hmm. Diz, starring Steffers. <laughs> Coming soon. It, it, if we are if we are plugging the Dillos, they uh, they've uh, been, been on a good kick, putting out four strong episodes back to back to back to back, uh, covering Frank's recent visit to uh, Walt Disney World Resort. Go check that out. Starring Steffers. Yeah, starring Steffers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up is Chris. He says Fast Pass, Frozen Ever After, because it's heckin' magical and nice. secretly my favorite movie. Chris, we need to have a little chat. <laughs> Why does that have to be a secret? Come on, man. Be proud. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It is. And, and it's not so much of a secret now that you posted it in a uh, Facebook group. Yeah, so. we're telling the world. Mm-hmm. Number 56 on places and travel in the U.S. on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Stand by living with the land because who doesn't like seeing Mickey-shaped watermelons? This is It's funny because everybody's naming different Mickey-shaped items in living with the land. And tomatoes. Oh, Mickey-shaped watermelons and tomatoes being grown. And then Snack Break, the Grand Fiesta Tour, starring the three Caballeros. I appreciate the full title. Because it just isn't the same without Sombrero Cactus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, fair. <laughs> I respect his answers. Uh, next up, we got Lewis. He is fast-passing, living with the land. While it is a huge waste of a fast-pass, again, that's not how this works, it is still one of my favorite of the lesser rides at Walt Disney World. Only downside is that you need to get a salad bowl uh, with it with the ability to grab a few handfuls of food along the way. Next up, stand by Frozen Ever After. While a better time use of a, of a fast pass, I just am okay with this attraction. It's very low on my top tier attractions at Walt Disney World, and it has some nice moments, but the glowy-headed animatronics are too much for me. That I will agree with, and, and that's something I have said whenever we bring this up. It's like, I, like, Disney has to tighten up that projection technology because it looks just so, well, Mickey Mouse uh, in some points. Uh, and then snack-breaking Grand Fiesta Tour starring the three Caballeros. I don't hate this attraction itself totally, but it's kind of uncomfortable, and the smell does not make me think of Mexico. Frozen inches out of inches out Grand Fiesta just because of the backwards bit and the marshmallow breathing on you. So, <laughs> and then he includes a picture of a Carolina Reaper. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lewis decided to challenge you with his uh, <laughs> the way he wrote his responses there. Oh my God! Yeah, that or I'm having a stroke. One you, of the two. It could be either one. Um. <laughs> yeah, we still got time in this podcast. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, by the way, I just wanted to make a comment about Lewis's uh, huge waste of a fast pass. Here's the thing: you, you might be thinking about fast passes a little bit mm, differently than I would suggest, because if you're at Epcot, and okay, let's say you're even doing it in advance, and all the top tier stuff is taken, or or you get. I don't know, let's say test track, um, and then you've got to go ahead and use the other two. I highly recommend using one early on on Living with the Land because the key for Fast Pass to really get good use of them is to use those first three as quickly as possible. 
So if you use it on living with the land early on in the day, then that opens up that rolling forth that you can use for anything else that pops up throughout the day. This is especially key on days where you are um, you have no fast passes and you just go in and you have to make them on the day. Just grab grab say you're like I don't really need this. I can walk on the attraction. Grab the fast pass, use it, walk on the attraction, then immediately make another one for something else because knock those three out as quick as you can. You want that rolling forth because you can use it for <laughs> anything. So, just FYI. I get what you're saying. If if the point is saving time by making advanced fast passes, I get what you're saying. I think day of it's pretty valuable just to knock out those first three. But that's just me. So anyway, uh, but otherwise, Lewis, great answers, and I appreciate the, <laughs> I appreciate the thought and thorough response. Um, and the picture too. And the picture. Skipper Bob's up. up Doesn't really translate to an audio podcast, but still. Skipper Bob is up next, and technically he was supposed to still be in the penalty box this week, but <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to read this response because he at least acknowledges that uh, he, he really, like, buried himself a couple weeks ago, and, um, <laughs> you know, he plays nice this time. So, Skipper Bob, congratulations, you worked your way out of the, of the penalty box. He says, it was nice under the box. Sorry I left all my Jimmy John's wrappers and empty <laughs> rum bottles under there. <laughs> I'll play nice this week since I've actually done these. Fast Pass Grand Fiesta Tour starring the three Caballeros. From the opening next to the restaurant and flowing volcano to the colors to the music, this is a must-do. Strong. Stand by, living with the land. When the line is long, this is skippable, but that's rare. Holiday overlay at night is fantastic. Does mm-hmm. anyone else recall the earworm song they used to sing in here? That was a while back. I think we may have talked about the Living with the Land song when we did the M34D, but I don't remember if we did or not. And then, Sank Break, and he put foreshadowing. Frozen. Yes, real men love Frozen, but I'm still bitter over losing Maelstrom's weird oil rig ending and trolls. For a ride with a name that should get gradually more and more cold as you go, the lowest temps being in the cold never bothered me anyway scene. Um, that's a That's an interesting point. That that is a good point. I'll I'll give uh, Skipper Bob the uh, tip of the cap on that one. That yeah, that that is weird. It doesn't get really cold for a for a ride based around ice, and and it's called Frozen. It would be cool if when you get to the ice castle, if they just blast you with some cold air or something. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, it's going to feel awesome because you're you're in Orlando, Florida, and it's August, and it's nine million degrees outside or something. Exactly. So take that into consideration. That might be a uh, Disney. I know you're listening. Mm-hmm. Seems to me this would be an easy fix. Just add a nice blast of freezing cold air when, especially when Elsa sends you backwards over the previously over the falls of Mill. Yeah, that'd be a perfect part for it. That'd that be that, awesome. That Elsa animatronic is still awesome. Yeah. And it's even wait, wait, even wait. funny when she's in B mode and just kind of like I don't she's care. Like, just whatever. Yeah, hands. the cold never bothered me anyway. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up we have Rachel. How dare you? I legit love these all. I started typing out my answer and I can't. Um, thanks for that, Rachel. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, then we have Ryan. He, uh, fast pass, frozen ever after. My older son adores Anna and Elsa and everything frozen, and uh, so do we. I rode this years ago when it was Maelstrom and was terrified. I was 11 and scared of the dark, he says, but now I absolutely love it. We always make time for Frozen. Stand by living with the land. Uh, my wife and I are always fascinated to see the different fruits and vegetables and all the different things being grown in Epcot and used during the festivals and then finally snap 
Act Break, the Grand Fiesta Tour. Only because of the three choices, this is the one we always would be willing to skip if we had to, but we still love it. Uh, also, our older son loves seeing Donald and any characters when, uh, whenever he can in meet and greets or on rides, and they include a picture oh. of... I know, adorable baby reaching out and touching uh, touching Donald. That is so cute. Mm. He's got Donald That's right by the bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ryan. Greatly appreciate your answers and the picture of your adorable baby. It's nice to get these kinds of reminders when we start to get all caught up in our like old curmudgeonness about like whether or not we like something and when something changes. Um, yesterday, I had this reminder, and, and sorry for the sidetrack, but I, I wanted to share this story. You know, I get a little bit grumpy, and, and I know Landon, you do too, about the um, Smuggler's Run experience, especially if you are engineer, um, that it can be a little disappointing. On re-rides, I'm saying, on re-rides. Uh, first time, I think your first time on Smuggler's Run is going to be good if you're a Star Wars fan, no matter what. But mm-hmm. on but on re-rides, I think that the, it drops off significantly. But I saw, yesterday, I was waiting to get some pictures, because I have to get, you know, my solo photo shoots, I have to do it. Um... So I was waiting to get some pictures up there on the deck above the Millennium Falcon, watching people come out of Smuggler's Run. And I saw, like, kids, adults, like the happiest people coming out of that ride, hugging each other, high-fiving. You know, and I thought to myself, well, that's what it's about. It's, mm-hmm. it's not It's not me. <laughs> I know that's hard to believe, but, like, yeah, it's not, it's not about me all the time. Um but yeah, I mean, just like seeing something like that really hit home, and I was like, man, yeah, I, I think we lose we lose some of that perspective sometime when we get to go frequently. You know what I mean? Oh, we most definitely do, and 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 it's nice to have those moments. That I mean, you put it very well. Like that's that's what this is all about. Yeah. Like not us stupid jaded podcasters, you, you know, that Disney already has by the short and Carlings. It's 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 see moments like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I want to jump back. By the way, we we skipped over Kevin, and I know that he was brief with his response, but he gets he gets a shout out because he said uh, he's going to fast pass Frozen Ever After since there always seems to be a two. I, I know, I know, we're not. <laughs> I know this is a misuse of the fast pass category, <laughs> but he says he's going to use uh, fast pass Frozen Ever After since there's always seems to be a two hour wait uh, for it anyway. And hashtag Real Men Love Frozen. He used the mm-hmm. hashtag. You're going to get a shout out. Um, <laughs> Stand by Trace Amigos Snack Break Living with the Land. And that's all we got. Or, from him. or he put LWTL or Lewalt. Lewalt. Yep. Yeah. So anyway. Um, next is is Jeff. Jeff from Canada. Um, he said, I love all these. I think they represent Epcot through time for good and for bad. Fast pass frozen ever after. Epcot now. The transition of the park to include IP wherever it can go. My heart still aches for Maelstrom, but not enough to put this fun ride at number one. Uh, great animatronic, beautiful scenes, and still a fun ride. Standby, Grand Fiesta Tour feels like it's something stuck in the past, but in a good way. Great song and can't beat the Mexico Pavilion. And then Snack Break, Living with the Land. I imagine this is the type of experience Epcot was created for, edutainment perfection. We've done the Behind the Seeds Tour and wouldn't visit Epcot without Living with the Land. So just like the Olympics, the bronze medal is still a great honor. (laughs) And he includes a Canadian in the penalty box. So points to Jeff. Uh, He he gets it. Jeff gets it today. Mm -hmm. And and by the way... And and, and I'm a little little jealous of 
uh, him uh, being able to do the behind the scenes yes. tour. That, that that just sounds so dang cool. I know I frequently say that Jeff and I, uh, uh, you know, he he walks that border of, of very nearly getting thrown in the penalty box. We've been vibing this week, and this answer all is well, all is well <laughs> with me and Jeff right now. Well, I'm glad you and Jeff and he had a good week. It, we did. All right. Uh, next up, we got Lexi. Fast Pass Grand Fiesta Tour. Uh, enjoying it while it's here. Firmly believe Coco will take it over eventually. Uh, yeah, uh, don't disagree there. Really enjoy starting and ending it in that awesome pavilion. And uh, because I'm a sucker for a good show or a good song, by the way, awesome job. Uh, last time, Landon, uh, we're three caballeros, the three caballeros, the three caballeros, caballeros. <laughs> Great. <Yeah. laughs> uh, they say we're birds of a feather. We're happy amigos, no matter where he goes. Uh, the one, two, and three goes. Uh, we're always together. Together. Sorry. Sorry, I really butchered that one, Lexi. I apologize. You can uh, rescind your awesome job if you feel like you need to. I stand by living with the land. It's the epitome of Walt's original edutainment. Uh, personally enjoy riding it once for the ride, and then again for the perfect nap spot. Don't disagree on that one. Uh, snack break, Frozen Ever After. I enjoy the ride and I'm actually A-OK with the change over to Frozen, but I simply cannot justify anything uh, more than a 20-minute wait. And FYI, for all those It's Not Norway haters, because I'm sick of hearing this argument, one, there is a real-life Arendelle in South Norway, though it looks nothing like, uh, like the same, and two, Arendelle is based off the Norway city of Bergen. I really hope i'm pronouncing that right so lexi dropping Ooh. some knowledge on y'all suckers i love it nice thank you yeah lexi. lexi scores a lot of points every week because uh she's very interactive on mm -hmm. our our videos and she comments a lot so uh so lexi you know she's doing a great job uh being that interactive element of the monorail fam and we appreciate it Absolutely. Dare I say Lexi is my favorite member of the Bonner. Whoa. Family. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Everybody better step their game up because Lexi's over here schooling y'all <laughs> suckers. Sorry. That was that was that was mean and, and, and un unneededly hostile. I apologize. I love everybody equally. Next we got old man Frank. Oh god. <laughs> Frank Cardillo from Theme Park Thursday with Delos Diz, starring Steffers. Fast pass. <laughs> Grand Fiesta, they could put holograms of the three caballeros in place of the animatronics, and it wouldn't take away from the nostalgia of passing the Temple of San Angel. Okay, I mean, I get it. Not surprising. Standby, living with the land with a bullet just went on for the first time in years, and know that the five-year-old will go nuts for the plants when she rides. <laughs> um, yeah, th as I mentioned, this was kind of like a blind spot for the Dillos in the past, so they hadn't done it in years. I'm glad Frank enjoyed it this time. And then Snack Break Frozen, solid dark ride. Don't mind the IP in Norway. It still should be in Fantasyland. No, I don't disagree with that. Mm -mm. Don't disagree. Yeah, uh, so that's fair. And uh, surprisingly, Frank, you didn't make me mad with your response. So, <laughs> Wow, it, it, uh, it, it's, it's been a weird week. You're vibing with Jeff and e, uh Frank didn't make you angry. What's going on? I don't know. Are you really Jay? I'm the two vaccines have really messed with me, man. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got Marissa, who actually uh, I'm going to say now she's my favorite member of the Monroe family because I just noticed her picture and uh, she's hanging out with the uh, with, with the doctors. Yeah, cool. David Tennant. Uh, fast pass living with the land. I love the edutainment and it's a great relaxing ride. 
definitely agree on that one. Now, stand by Frozen Ever After. I know it's not popular, but I enjoy the ride. It's cute, has fun music, and the indoor queue is really cool. And then finally, Snack Breaking, the Grand Fiesta Tour. It's a fine ride, but I did it once and haven't felt like I needed to do it again. I think it would benefit from some updates. Yeah. There for a second, I was about to say you're no longer my favorite <laughs> uh, member of the Monorail family with that Snack Break answer. But you do make a good point. It could definitely use uh, some updates. Yeah, so. Mar- Marissa with the the solid answer. And she, by the way, I've been plugging it for a while. You need to follow Marissa on Twitter. Think Mickey blog, solid Twitter, great follow. And she was fighting a good fight this week. Um, appreciate all of Marissa's perspective for sure. Thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Theme Park Rob is up next. He said, this wasn't a difficult decision to rank, but it was difficult to put one in snack break. Fast Pass Frozen Ever After. The queue is fun. The on-ride attraction is even great with the sneeze guards still in play. That's interesting. <laughs> he doesn't He doesn't mind the sneeze guards. Hmm, um, all right. Standby Grand Fiesta Tour. I love seeing the clips from the original movie. The music is spot on. And Donald, he's the best. He is the best. And Didn't then, wear pants, but he's still the best. <laughs> snack break living with the land. Nothing personal. We enjoy the attraction as well. We love the hanging gardens and everything about it. It just ended up here because the other two were better. Yeah, I mean, again, mm-hmm. somebody's got to go in third place. Yep, but uh, like Jeff pointed out, uh, it's still a bronze, so, you know, it's still quite the honor. And then closing out this edition of Fast Pass Standby Snack Break, we got Tom answering, all three of these are Epcot must-dos. But as we all know, hashtag Real Men Love Frozen and Frozen Ever After, plus uh, that's the only one of these that really needs a Fast Pass to do, so that's why I'm giving it the fast best living with the land is a classic and needs to be experienced every visit as well so it gets a standby that means grand fiesta to receive the snack break tag by default yeah yes tom that is how this works so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true tom uh we love you tom tom is is one of the hosts of the hyperion adventures podcast and you need to check them out because they are your source for all things disney disneyland uh he mm-hmm. and, he and his lovely wife michelle uh go check them out but yes Great answers from Tom, and he is one of the initial creators of this hashtag, Real Men Love Frozen. So uh, shout out to Tom on that one. I, I'm just a, a latcher on to that effort, <laughs> but I don't mind carrying the banner for sure. I think on their shop, they can you can buy Real Men Love Frozen shirts, so go do that too. Oh, that's strong. Yes, thank you all once again. Uh, really enjoyed the Fast Pass Standby Snack Break. Keep an eye on the Facebook group. I will announce what is coming up next week but uh before we get out jay i guess we need to rank these you're right and it's a <laughs> once again i forgot we have to do it um, i know and 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 this, this i feel like i say this a lot this might be the hardest one to rank i yes. mean we 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 definitely got that sentiment from uh, uh some of our posters in the facebook group this one was hard to rank uh for some, I think it's going to be that way for me, you as well, because like I could easily put all three of these as number one and not bad an eye. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I have thought this through. It's just a matter of like, it's kind of like when I'm reading a menu with a lot of good options. By the time the <laughs> server asks me, I will probably change my mind. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> it, with that being said, why don't we go around the table first? And by the time you get to me, I'll figure it out. So you go first, Lena. Okay. Um... Oh boy, what do I do here? <laughs> you know, as, as the person that put this together, you would have thought I'd have figured this out uh, over the last week, but I am going to. Mm, mm. Maybe we should ask the I, server what they recommend. A- absolutely, yeah. What's what's your best uh, appetizer here? 
I'll take the cheesy fingers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, mm. I'm going to fast pass living with the land. I'm going to stand by frozen ever after, and I'm going to snack break three cabbie. Oh, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Oh, my God. So I don't, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Segment canceled. <laughs> So what what made you put Living with the Land as your fast pass? Um, for me, it is. Uh, we had several people mention it. This is like Walt's vision of Epcot. Uh, it's edutainment, and plus, like, it's a nice change of pace because at least when whenever I go down to the Walt Disney World Resort, I'm just go 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 until my body's like settle down, sucker, um, and and you're done. It's just such a nice change of pace to be able to take a nice relaxing boat ride through several scenes. Um, I and and if you'd have told little Landon that I would look forward to riding through a greenhouse at any point in my life, be like, okay, clearly old Landon's a stupid idiot. <laughs> but 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 I there's there's just something about riding through the greenhouse, seeing all these different types of plants and vegetables and fruits growing uh, and, and the different and unique ways they do so and the story they tell about, uh, particularly in the hydroponics part where, where you know, they got the fish who, who, help, uh, who help give uh, the plants life and the, and, and the plants who help give the fish life. And it's just like the story that they're telling, there's just something about it. Like, and... Honestly, honestly, I'm I'm kind of surprised I put it as my fast pass, but 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 I do dig me some living with the land. Yeah, and I think we should just update the name and call it Living with the Landon. I'm okay with that. I'm absolutely <laughs> a okay with that. Uh, coming soon to the uh, T Public Shop too. <laughs> we <laughs> T-shirt and uh, stickers. We need a whole new uh, design featuring your face, so we could <laughs> we could probably somehow tie you into the Living with the Land. Uh, I don't know if we use the like the the land pavilion icon or or what we do but i think i think we could figure this out i don't know we already have a pretty good design of my of my face when i'm being like heavy metal uh stage star or whatever i I was back in i was 18 when i took that picture damn that's been a while i'm getting old Sorry, sorry, I'm just having a mini existential crisis over here. Jay, why don't you uh, give us your uh, fast pass stand by snack break as I slowly uh, cry um, myself to sleep. As a surprise to no one, my fast pass is going to be Frozen Ever After. Because, hashtag, real men love Frozen. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to Mm -hmm. be ashamed of it. Be proud. Embrace it. I went to the Frozen sing-along yesterday at Hollywood Studios by myself and had a great time. Um, That's such a fun show. It is really fun, and it's touching. It's fun to watch the kids getting really into it. They, mm-hmm. I know that we had like a special ex- experience that one time where we saw the guy lose his mind when Elsa made her grand appearance. Oh, um, that was fantastic! Like, like, like you talk about the, the kids getting really into it. Nobody will ever top that guy when Elsa shows up. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> you would have thought the Hardy Boys just came back at WrestleMania. Um, it was awesome, but. The kids lose their mind, though, when Elsa shows up, and it's always fun. Um, so, yeah, Frozen Ever After for me, I, I think the animatronics are cool. The, the Elsa in the Ice Palace is just one of the best animatronics you'll see. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the music is good. I think the effects are good throughout. Um, I really appreciate it. I think it's a good ride. Um, stand by. I am going to go Living with the Land because... I legitimately ride living with land every time I'm in Epcot. Every time. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I, I don't think there's a time I go where I don't. Like, I wrote it yesterday. I wrote it Tuesday. I'll probably, next time I go to Epcot, I'll be riding Living with the Land because I love it. It's it's a great break. To me, it's different every time. Um, they change out the plants and vegetables and trees and everything um, frequently. And it's, it's also kind of fun to go through if you can go through, like, uh, space it out by, like, a couple of weeks, a month or something, and see things that have grown. Um, oh, wow. You know, do, doing different things like that. So, I love it. It is classic Epcot to me. It's edutainment, just like you said. It's it's something that I think Walt would appreciate. It's very, very good. And, and I always liked it. When I ride through, I, I think to myself, I feel like this is the kind of stuff, this is the kind of research, the, these are the kinds of discoveries we need to be making so that we can, like, grow fruits and vegetables on other planets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I and I know that's a ways off, but I it always makes me think about that, so... I think that's cool. And then I will stand by three caballeros just because there has to be one in that spot. I love the three caballeros. Oh, I was, sorry. I, I meant snack break. I said stand by. I wasn't going to mention it, but yeah, you totally just ruined the format. Thanks. I did. I'm going to snack break. <laughs> You're in the penalty box. <laughs> Tanked. <laughs> I'll snack break three caballeros. Um, but it is really, really fun. Um, I, I think that it's a solid ride. I think that people who um, bypass it are giving it short shrift, and I, I don't think that's fair. Um, I love seeing the old animatronics from the Mickey Mouse review. Um, I'm glad they're back. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I do agree. I think a Coco overlay is probably inevitable. I'll be sad when it happens, but, you know, it, I'm sure that it'll be awesome, and I'm not going to be like, I'm not writing it because it's not Maelstrom. I mean, li- uh, blah, you know, whatever. <laughs> I like the not-so-veiled shots you're taking at some of the uh, fan members. Take that, Adam. <laughs> hashtag, yeah. ha- hashtag Adam needs to let it go. <laughs> now you're just ripping off Bob's jokes. I know, but it was good. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'll land. Hey, before we wrap up today, Landon, I did have a follow-up to the uh, Disney Disney's Magical Express conversation that we had last week. Oh, yeah, because because uh, we told the story of me having to wait an hour to get on a daggone bus uh, before I ever got to Walt Disney World. So, it's yeah, true. yeah, we had someone call the voicemail. I'm going to leave it a surprise, but you will probably know them as soon as it gets started. Um, we do have a voicemail, everybody. You can call. You can give us your feedback. Give us this sort of feedback where we talked about how we didn't do the Magical Express prior to what it's like now after COVID. So. This response gives us a little bit of explanation about what it used to be like. So here we go. Good morning, Monorail fam. It's Theme Park Rob. I just wanted to weigh in on the Magical Express and our previous experiences with it when we would travel in from Cincinnati when we still lived in Ohio. Generally, what happened when we would receive our packet for the room that had uh, our magic bands in it or even just our paperwork there would be yellow tags in there that we were, they would ask us to attach to our luggage. And when we handed them our luggage at check-in in Cincinnati, we would never see our luggage again until that night when we got to our room. Um, only once did we ever have to go down to baggage claim at the resort to get our luggage because it hadn't made it to our room yet. So that's how it used to work. I'm, I'm sure that they have got away with handling luggage the way that they used to, though. But I just wanted to weigh in and uh, give you that 
give you our our previous experience with it. Um, as it is now, we just get out of bed and drive over there, but that's for another story. So, thanks. Love the monorail, Landon. You're the best, buddy. Thanks. And there you have it. You are right. I did know who that was because he identified himself at the beginning of his message. Thanks, Jay. I told you. <laughs> wow, that's that's. Oh, that that seems kind of awesome. Right. Just like like you don't have to worry about getting your bag because if you're like me and for some reason we only own black luggage, so you're standing at the uh, at, uh, at MCO at, at the baggage claim, be like, oh, is that my black <laughs> bag? No. Is that my black bag? No. Is that my black yeah. bag? Yes. Wait, crap, it's gone. So uh, not not having to do that's kind of nice, and the fact that it just kind of magically shows up at your room, that's awesome. Yeah, pretty nice. Uh, pretty seamless experience. And, and I had kind of understood that to be the case in the past. And then, like I said, when you are ready to head home, similarly, uh, you would leave the bags outside the room. They'd come grab them and take them to the airport and all that. So, I mean, yeah, it used to be a little... Uh, a little extra benefit of doing the Magical Express was the, the luggage handling for you. The only issue, I think, would be, like, if you maybe didn't get your bags by the time you got to the room or something, like, maybe they didn't quite make it there, and then maybe you needed something. Like, people used to, mm-hmm. you had to pack, like, little things you might need in your carry-on just in case. I, I mean, that's probably smart to do anyway, but, um, yeah. Cool. So, thanks, Rob. I appreciate that. Thanks for calling yeah. the voicemail. Again, uh, if you guys ever want to call the voicemail and weigh in or, again, do a terrible impression of some sort of a celebrity or something, you can do that. 407-917-2144 is the voicemail. And um, we, we hope to hear from you soon. You know, while we're plugging voicemail, why don't we plug everything else? So for us, we're at Morning Monorail on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere you want to find us. It's morning mon- morningmonorail.com is the website. And the Gmail is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. That's where you can send us any of your questions, comment, feedback. Join the Morning Monorail family on Facebook. Interact with us all week long. And you will see when we go live there or on the YouTube. And that's Morning Monorail on YouTube. Check us out everywhere. Do it. Yeah. And how about you, Landon? Oh, uh, L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best Landon Doan, nuts the rest. That's where you can follow me 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also run a website, buymuchchips.com, buymuchchips. Sit on your butt and munch. Ooh, echoey, I like it. That's where you can find really outdated podcasts, stuff I did in college radio, uh, some liners, sounders, uh, stabs, using radio terms so like four people will understand what I'm talking about. Uh, but in lieu of that, I invite you to go to the iTunes store and search for Near Fall Radio, a podcast on the street science of professional wrestling with myself and Will Rab. We haven't had a new episode in months. Honestly, I might pull the plug on it, but you know, it's 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 part of my plug, so that's why I'm included. But I also appear on the Phil Show News Talk 98.7 WOKI radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available on the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk987 app as well. Well, we are off for Memorial Day, but we will be back on Tuesday uh, bringing you our mediocre jokes like we do every morning. So uh, that's something to look forward to. Awesome. Make sure you're doing all the things. Listen to Landon everywhere you can. You can't get enough Mm -hmm. Landon. No, you really can't, though I have some exes that would definitely uh, disagree with what you just said. But me personally, it's like, I I mean, look at this face. It's an audio podcast, so you literally can't look at this face. But I mean, trust me. I look good. And you want to be living with the Landon. 
Yeah, living with the land, and I really let's 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 talk that into existence. Let's get a living with the land and shirt available at tpublic.com. Search for the Morning Monorail uh, podcast so you too can get your very own official Morning Monorail merchandise. And like we are mere hours from the month of June. If you're listening to this podcast the day it drops, and June 2021, some big things are happening for the Monorail family. Ain't that right, Jay? It's true. Watch out, that Patreon is coming the relaunch of the podcast. And if you are connected to us on all the socials, you will know when all that stuff's happening. So make sure you do it. We're about to go live on the post show on the Morning Monorail family on Facebook and on YouTube. We hope to see you there. Make If you're subscribed on YouTube, you might get a notification that lets you know when we go live and do these sorts of things. So do it. And we hope to talk to you there. If not, we will see you right back here next week. I hope you have a magical week. Thank a cast member and be Thank kind to each other. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. You can find us on the socials at Morning Monorail. The website is morningmonorail.com and the email is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail 407-917-2144. Thank you so much for being part of the Monorail family. We'll see you next time. All right. We do it. Don't know what words those were. <laughs> ah, f- <no. laughs> I'm editing this week, any, this week anyway, so what's it matter? That's funny. <laughs> At least we got our secret sound. So.